This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. All right, everybody, before we get into this week's episode of The WOMED with our dear friend, Madeline, we wanted to talk to you real quick about Binto. It's this new company we're very excited to be working with. It's a monthly subscription of personalized supplements for women at every stage, from the early period years to menopause and beyond. And with every subscription, you get access to a real licensed health professional. Yeah. And another reason Bento is super special is because it was founded by a nurse, Susie Welsh. Yes. And after she worked for years in women's health, Susie noticed that there were problems with the U.S. healthcare system, like many of us, and that women were not able to get the care and support that they really needed. So she thought that women were doing a lot of guesswork themselves and waiting too long to get answers to their health questions. So this was her contribution to healthcare and women's health in general. And we love a good, powerful female here. We do. And we love the bento vitamins. We've tried them ourselves. I've been using them for about a month now. Yes. They have the recycling packaging. I just, I have more energy. Like they focus on your vaginal and gut health, which not everybody really thinks about like what probiotics and stuff that they're taking, if they're actually affecting their vaginal health and their gut health. So, right. And you do a little online quiz. So Bento can help you select the vitamin pack that you need. And I've also noticed a difference um, taking the Bento vitamins in this particular pack that they've suggested for me. So I love them. I know you I love them. them. I'm super happy with them. (laughs) Yes, me too. So Bento is giving our listeners an excellent deal. 20% off. Yes, 20% off their first month of Bento subscription. So if you guys want to go to mybento.com slash WOMED and enter the code WOMED at checkout, you can get 20% off your first month. Again, that's visit mybento, B-I-N-T-O dot com slash WOMED and enter the code WOMED at checkout and get 20% off your first month. Welcome back to the WOMED Danny and I are here at the Fix Retreat, actually, um, recording with some badass women that are in attendance, one of them being our dear friend, Madeline Wynn. Welcome. Hey, thank you. For yeah. ma'am. <laughs> We've been waiting for you to record for weeks now. Oh yeah, basically guys. since we started. Yeah, we have. Yeah. We've had some people on our list. You're yeah. Guys, I love mm-hmm. y'all both. And other Just one so is a silent partner sitting in the room yes. right now. Watching. <laughs> yeah. Always watching. We'll have her on too. Yes, of course. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. And just yes. to talk to y'all because y'all are the best con- conversation. Basically what this is. It's just yeah. going to be a conversation of catching yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, should we start it off with a lubrication question? Yes. Oh, okay. I found a good one for you guys. I'm, taking, I'm so excited. I'm some of you know, one of Dee's normal duties, because she's better than this, but or better, <laughs> better at this than I am, but I decided okay. I would try. So this is a real thought-provoking question. Okay, I'm is ready. Is it dirty? Hit me with it. No. Is it gross? <laughs> no. It's I'm surprised. thought-provoking. Okay. Which animal do you think would be the most polite? And why? You can tell me and why. And why? Okay. Oh my gosh, this is a lot of pressure. I feel like sea otters, maybe. That's cute. You kind of remind oh, me of a sea otter. Honestly, they're just one of my favorite. Yeah. They're one of my favorite animals, honestly. And they're just like, they're just, you know, minding their own business. And when someone like bumps by them, like they they just say, oh, sorry. And then they float the opposite direction and continuing to eat clams on their little belly. Yes. They're so freaking cute. They're the cutest things. I honestly, honestly, I don't even know if they'd be the most polite. I just like them the most. So. <laughs> I love oh, yeah, that. That's my answer. I think a sloth. Oh. They they aren't my fa- like favorite. I know some people go like really crazy over sloths. <laughs> my favorite animal is an elephant. Um, but I feel like a sloth would be very polite because you know they're just moving so slow. Quiet. Yeah, they're they're in their own lane. They're like a Toyota Prius. They're like, no, nah, man. <laughs> You go ahead. I'm going to be a while. That's right. 
I'm gonna but you know what? Actually, I saw a video the other day. Of an of, aggressive sloth? No, no. <laughs> of a sloth, like, there was a python just hanging out. And this sloth, like, comes moving all slow and stuff. And then literally just steps on the python. And, like, oh God. just completely disregarding the python. and just keeps going, like, on his merry way. We'll just pretend we this? never heard this story. <laughs> because <laughs> sloths are polite. Okay. Well, mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more us. scared that the python like turned on the no no they were so polite to you Maybe oh pythons okay. are polite polite pythons <laughs> I'll Who let knew? you have that yeah, one I was gonna say um and I think I'm wrong but this is what is coming to me is it is a deer Aww. yeah because deer oh, they're just so innocent and pathetic and they yeah. look at you and they see you and then they run away yeah or oh, yeah. they just eat like corn or your plants or whatever like they don't want much more than that yeah but they're also like infringing on they're like eating stuff that's not theirs and they're kind of like watch out bitch i'm coming when they're crossing the street well i can tell you what is not polite and that's a raccoon after my experience last night (laughs) no tell us about your experience last well i'm trying to get in we're at this beautiful resort in California and I'm trying practicing to, self-care practicing uh-huh. self-care Just and I'm trying to get zen. into my room and there's this family of raccoons three in the tree one blocking the stairwell <laughs> standing on its back legs hissing at me so it's definitely not a raccoon no they're but, not polite yeah like no. they're terrible so no they're not all right well now well, that we got that out of the way I'm glad you yeah. survived though I'm excited Very to hard. see what our what our <laughs> followers have to say about polite, polite animals, animals. <laughs> No, for those of you who don't know, Mads, we like to call her Mads. The Mad Musings. The Mad Musings (laughs) is honestly one of the brightest rays of sunshine I've ever met. She just exudes love and kindness. Covering my eyes. And she just, I've I've never met a kinder soul in my life. And I, she is in med school going for her DO a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> not an MD, DO, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about later because I honestly don't know the dis- difference. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to learn that difference. Yeah. But I think you're just going to be one of the, your your bedside manner already. Like, I, I feel like you're going to be one of the, your Total patients package. are, yeah, your patients are going to be so lucky to have you. you and you're guys. smart as shit on top of it. Oh my gosh. And you're I'm very like, real. Yeah. I love you guys. Yeah. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. That means a lot coming from you too. Like, to the realest, baddest babe I've ever known. <laughs> I would also like to note that Mads does not cuss. So, <laughs> or she tries really hard not to. Um, no, I I actually do when I'm very angry. Okay. But like, it's been like less than 10 times in my life now. <laughs> but it's I really not because that. I'm like weirdly like against it or anything. It's mm-hmm. more so just, it feels weird coming out of my mouth. Like it's just, it's it just odd to right. me. Yeah. You actually don't look like a person. No, <laughs> because like, I look like you don't a child. look like me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do not look like a child. That's true. You're a very gorgeous human. Wow, thank you. So, Danny and I wanted to tell you about this cool new business called Simple Health. Whether you're brand new to birth control or just super tired of dealing with the renewals and pharmacies, Simple Health will take care of you. All you have to do is fill out an online health profile. A doctor reviews that. And if you're a good candidate for birth control and we'll write you a prescription, you can pick up the birth control you want or have a doctor recommend the best ones for you. Then your birth control ships to your door monthly, zero interruptions. It's free with most insurance plans. And if you don't have insurance, it starts at about $15 a month. And finally, a better way to get your birth control is here. I think this is great, but... Simple Health isn't made to replace your visits to your doctor. So you still need to do that. However, it does increase access to birth control for women all over the United States. And it is a much more convenient way to get it. I mean, I have to say I've been on birth control since I was like, my gosh, 15 years old or something ridiculous like that. So every single month I'm, you know, traipsing to the pharmacy to try and pick up my birth control. And now... It's I have to go to a pharmacy at my current job. So I have to leave my job on my lunch, go wait in line at the pharmacy, get my birth control, and then I can leave. And 30 days goes by so fast, especially if you're traveling or something. So 
having it mailed to my door would be exceptional. I would love to be It'd able be to skip so that trip easy. to the pharmacy on a monthly basis. It makes it so easy. Yeah. Yeah. So simple health is a new way to do that. And I think it's amazing. I've never heard of anything like it before. Yeah. And they are offering a really great deal. You can try simple health for free by going to simplehealth.com slash WOMED, or you can enter the code WOMED at checkout. That is simplehealth.com slash WOMED, or you can enter the code WOMED at checkout to try Simple Health for free. And Simple Health is free with most insurance plans and starts at $15 a month if you don't have insurance. So go check it out. So why don't we just kick off in you telling us the difference between an MD and a DO? I would love to know that. Yeah. Okay. So, well, nowadays I feel like there isn't a huge difference, but you know, way back when DOs started, the osteopathic profession was created by an MD actually. And he created this new profession by studying, um, different forms of pain management because he lost a ton of family members to opioid abuse. Okay. Yeah. And this was like a hundred, I think years ago. Um, and so he created this new profession and he created, um, OMT, which stands for osteopathic manipulative therapy treatment or OMM, osteopathic manipulative medicine. Um, And it's basically diagnosing and treating patients with your hands, you know, like using medicine more as like either an adjunct or as um, like a last resort. Um, So it's more of a holistic approach. Yes. And that was the number one selling point was that um, osteopaths are supposedly more holistic than um, allopaths, which are MDs. Um, Just taking in spiritual, mental, and physical health, like all in one being, all as one element that doctors have to take care of. Um, And we also believe that the body has a capacity to heal itself. And our job is to help the body, like realign the body, both physically and metaphorically to allow the body to heal itself. Mm -hmm. So that's the main selling point, the main difference, I think. But nowadays, I feel that allopathic schools are also trending more towards holistic health as well. It's mm-hmm. just the trend of medicine. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're trending towards taking care of the whole patient and viewing things from like all different sides and not just like the science, like the medicine and mm-hmm. um, the chemicals and whatnot. And so really the only difference to me nowadays is that DOs have to take an additional, I think it's like 800 hours or something of OMM in med school. What's OMM? Uh, osteopathic manipulative oh, medicine. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. OMM. Yeah. yeah. So Snort. we're like, that's like an additional class. We have to learn how to like manipulate the body and um, the techniques are different from those used by chiropractors mm-hmm. as well. But yeah, the first time I ever heard of OMM was when... Madeline and I were in Peru. Yeah. Danny, you were in a different room mm-hmm. helping um, a different patient that we were seeing. Mm-hmm. But this oh, one woman came well. in. Yeah. Yeah. And she had this like really bad back pain. Mm-hmm. And you just you started like manipulating her back a little bit. And you're like, oh, my God, there's like a you have like a rib like dislocated yeah. in here. It yeah. It was a was posterior like, rib. Mm-hmm. I remember that because I was so proud of that moment because I'm yeah. so bad. I, personally, I think I'm so bad at OMM. We're our worst critics. <laughs> yeah, we really are. But, you know, I have classmates that are way better at it. But so like I totally underestimated my ability to do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I remember brainstorming with all of you guys, like, what could this be? Because like, there was literally nothing there. Like there was no pain and she had, or there was no like obvious reason for her Mm -hmm. pain. And she had had this pain for years now. Yeah. And, um, we were thinking, oh, maybe it's phantom pain. Maybe it's like a nerve got caught in some scar tissue. Cause she had like a a cyst removed from that area or Mm -hmm. something. Um, and then I was like, well, I mean, I suck at this, but I'll try. And then I found a posterior rib and I fixed it with OMT. And then the great thing about OMT too, is that like 
I was able to teach her and the, per, like the family member that she mm-hmm. was with, um, the technique so that when we left Peru, like if that ever came back, she, yeah. she could have that done in mm-hmm. her home, you know? So like extending that care beyond just like the immediate moment. So yeah, I was so proud of that moment. You should be. Yeah, no, it's super cool. Yeah. Like yeah. it's nothing I could ever do for sure. I've never learned. So yeah. well, but you it's so amazing. Could. And you helped her. And if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, she was very happy. Yeah. yeah. She was like, oh my gosh, like I've had this pain for years. Yeah. And like that actually feels so much better. And yeah, I was just, I was so shocked, but so happy. Yeah. <laughs> so when you decided to go to medical school, which I want to know why you want to be a doctor, of course, but did you choose specifically DO school over MD school or was it like, you know, in your area, was that what was available or is that what you got into? Yeah, for me, I did choose to go to an osteopathic school. Um, so growing up, I wanted to be a doctor and my aunt, who is like the biggest role model for me, she's such a bad A, like she's amazing. She's um, a pediatric hematologist oncologist. Oh, yeah. Oh she God. trained at like the number one cancer center in the whole world. MB mm-hmm. Anderson. And she's been on faculty at multiple allopathic schools as well. She's the person who like kind of inspired me to go into medicine mm-hmm. in the first place. Um, I just love her so much. Shout out and to your aunt. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to my aunt. <laughs> she went to the school I went to. Um, and so my first exposure to medicine was osteopathy and, um, she doesn't practice OMM for her patients anymore because she's in Hemonk. Mm -hmm. But, uh, every time we'd have family gatherings, she would be manipulating like my parents Uh, and like mm -hmm. my grandpa. The turkey at Thanksgiving. Yeah. 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 Fixing legs. No, don't give her (laughs) any food to cook. She would burn it all. (laughs) But you know, she's great with her hands otherwise. And so like, I was fascinated by it and I was like, well, how do I learn that? Mm -hmm. So I went to TCOM because I wanted to be just like her, but yeah. also because I wanted to learn OMT. Ironic because now I don't really feel comfortable practicing it. But yeah, I think um, that was the reason why I went to an osteopathic God, It's school. just yeah. such a normal story. Yeah. You just had a role model and you just went yeah. for it. And I love and that it was a strong female role model. Yeah, me too. She's yeah. amazing. Like such a bad A. I just love her so much. And it it was a hard decision though, mm-hmm. uh, because when I was applying for medical school, I told, um, other mentors of mine that, you know, I was considering going to TCOM specifically mm-hmm. and TCOM has such a great education. Like it's not, it's very on par with the other allopathic mm-hmm. schools in, mm-hmm. um, Texas. Like I feel very lucky to be there. Um, but I was concerned because there is still a stigma against DOs, mm-hmm. mostly in the super competitive specialties. Mm-hmm. Um, what would, which would be what? Yeah, like dermatology, mm-hmm. plastics, really bad. ENT, it's pretty bad too. Well, you still have to do clinical rotations through all the same specialties. Yeah, we do all the same things. We just yeah. learn OMM on top of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there is still a stigma associated with it. And so I was concerned and I was talking to my mentors and I was like, you know, this is how I feel like this. These are the reasons I want to go into it. And like these align with like what like the holistic approach aligns with what I believe medicine should be. Mm -hmm. And my mentors were like, you're way too smart to be a DO. Like you shouldn't you shouldn't Mm -hmm. go into that. And Mm -hmm. I was like, so I, you know, there was a lot of pressure for me to go to an allopathic school as well. But at the end of the day, I was like, well, if I'm not going to practice medicine the way that I feel it should be practiced, then (laughs) I might as well not go to medical school at all. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I went with my, my heart and, and you're almost done with medical school. Yeah. yeah. You're doing like traveling and you're now. doing your interviews for I'm residency, right? Not yet. Okay. So the specialty that I'm applying into, um, sends out invites pretty late. Oh, okay. So still waiting. waiting. Yeah. I have a couple interview invites already, which is surprising because it's pretty early for this specialty. Mm-hmm. Do you know what you're going to wear to that 
your interviews out of curiosity? <laughs> okay, yes. out of curiosity, I, I just found want a to know. super it's a cute selfish suit. question. No, okay, what color? No, I love it. Okay, it's blue, but it's like a teal-ish blue, but it's muted enough to not be like oh, like over like you're wearing teal. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but it's like like different enough to like be like oh yeah the girl with the cool suit because I wanted to be different Mm -hmm. like that's like one of this is why I asked you because I knew you're gonna say something because when you're in the hospital and you see these poor sad medical students walking through (laughs) interviewing for residency they're all in black and navy blue and they look miserable and Mm -hmm. I feel so bad for them yeah Yeah. so I just knew you're gonna say but there's usually like one or two that yeah, stand out a little, little bit, flair. and I had yeah. a feeling you were going to have some flair to what you chose to interview. It. <laughs> yeah, because I wanted you. to show my personality a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, like still like inside the box, but you know, like to dip my toes outside, mm-hmm. you like to clear outside yeah. the lines a little bit. Yeah, just a little yeah. bit. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah, spice it up. I love it. I I've worked with so many DOs, particularly where I work now, mm-hmm. and I don't really. I've never in my life seen a difference. Yeah. Ever in practice. I mean, I'm yeah. not, I, I see one as my, my internal medicine doctor is a DO, mm-hmm. but I have just never seen a difference. It's never crossed my mind, but I know in the medical community, you know, somebody is always trying to be better than someone else or yeah. like oh whatever. I can't even, I can't keep track. Yes. It happens so often, but it's like never, it's just never crossed my mind. Yes. So it's, it's, yeah, it's funny because like ultimately at the end of the day, like our patients are what matters. Like we go into yeah. this to, you know, help other people. But, you know, there's a lot of ego that goes into oh, medicine sure. as well. And I don't know, it's just silly to me, but for sure. yeah. So. And I kind of like, like overcoming the challenges. Yeah. <laughs> of, yeah. Like, like proving them wrong. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I Who live for that stuff. Yeah. That's like <laughs> half of being like a nurse and a nurse practitioner. It's yeah. like proving people wrong. Yeah. You know? It feels, feels so good. Yeah, man. It feels so good. You get that you... W. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So where did the mad musings come into play? Yeah. What's, what's the story behind that? <laughs> okay. All of it. The so, name, why you did the Instagram account, what, what your purpose in okay. life is. If you know me, like you would be shocked that I would go into such like a scientific or like I guess, quote unquote, rigid field because I'm mm-hmm. such like a free spirit. Yeah, I'm very so like, free spirit. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm a, more of a creative and literally everyone in my life and like all the career tests that I've taken as well have told me to go into some sort of like art, like the liberal arts. Mm-hmm. And but and medicine like, in itself is such an art form. It is. I believe that Caring as well. For people is mm-hmm. such an art form. I believe that as well. And there's so much creativity and innovation that goes into it, mm-hmm. but it, it's not what people picture when you right. think of art, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it is hard sometimes feeling like I'm constricted to a timeline and constricted to like where I am going to be and stuff. There's not much freedom mm-hmm. in a sense, but yeah, that's where Instagram came from because I like created this, right. this Instagram account account to express yourself yeah express myself and like like have an outlet for my creative side because like Mm -hmm. I that's who I am you know like I love curating pretty things I Mm -hmm. I appreciate like beauty and literally everything like you could show me a rock and I'd like find the tiny little crevices and like yeah yeah, I'd be like oh my gosh the way this look you know like it's just that's where Instagram came from because I wanted a place to kind of store all of like the pretty things that I curate. And Mm -hmm. then I realized, so before I used to only take pictures of other things and I realized that, well, one day I took a photo of myself just like out of the blue and I posted it and I realized that it got so much more like it engagement. Yeah. Because it connected with people more, you know? And that's when I had to like, learn to like start taking photos of myself, which was so weird. Cause I'm so awkward. awkward. Yeah. (laughs) I completely agree. I'm the most awkward person in front of a camera. And, (laughs) um, so that was a bit of a learning curve, but yeah, I just wanted to connect with people and connect Mm -hmm. with people through art because that's, that's who I am. Like just Mm -hmm. as a person, um, and that's what connected. And then this whole blogging thing came about, um, just kind of serendipitously. Mm -hmm. It was, I don't know, just happened. I have no idea how it happened, but I feel really lucky that it did. I feel like it's a quick, easy medium 
if you're artistic in any sense, you mm-hmm. do feel a tug to share mm-hmm. whatever you have. Yeah. And if you don't share it, you feel miserable. Yes. So you have to find some way to get it out in the world. Yes. And Instagram is such an easy platform to do that, particularly if you like pictures and you like to write. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just there and it's yeah. fast. And blogging takes a little bit longer, you know, to upload stuff and whatnot. I'm such a bad blogger, honestly. I am too. I'm terrible <laughs> now. I blog for other people more than I blog for myself. But I still like... It takes a longer, it takes longer and Instagram, Mm -hmm. you can, if you have a thought, you can instantly post it, Mm -hmm. whatever. But, um, I don't know. It's that, that artistic personality. It's like not wanting to be seen, but wanting to be seen at the same time, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I love it too. That's why I do it. And I just like love connection. Like I live for that stuff. I want to connect with people. I mean, you guys know that, like, I'm Mm -hmm. always like, invading your personal you space because oh I'm God. like, hello, yeah. connect with me. <laughs> Madeline's first, Madeline's, my first moment that I will just never forget about her was in Peru. And I love my personal space. I love she it does. a lot. And yeah. we were all, four of us were sleeping in bunk beds in a room mm-hmm. together. And Madeline doesn't want to do her makeup on her own bed. <laughs> she finds the need to come down into my bed and spread her makeup all over it and stuff and sit in my bed to do her makeup. And I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, go to your own bed. But at the same time, she's just so sweet. I can't kick her out. You know, no. like she's just there and she sees no problem with that. Like, there's no like, oh, I'm sorry. Let me move this stuff. That's no, nope. She's just here like to love, like that's yeah. it. And just be a part of the conversation and what's going on. And that's it. And you yeah. can't, you can't smack it out of her. But by it's any means. such a special quality. It is. It is. Totally. Yeah, it really um, is. It, it right. really brings this magic to you. Yeah. And I, I put that on my CV. That invading people's privacy. Perfect. Personal your, space. Under your, yeah, under your maybe, extra. Maybe not privacy. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to deal with HIPAA. That's right. <laughs> invading people's personal space. Yeah. That's right. Great at that. I'm the duck that will get up and personal. That's right. I'm I will know you. I will figure your shit out. That's right. And I will heal you. That's right. That's right. All up in your face. All right. This episode of The WOMED is brought to you by Skillshare. Danny and I have talked about Skillshare before. We love it. We're obsessed with learning. And Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative and entrepreneurial skills. Yeah, you can take classes in everything from photography to creative writing and design, web design, which is my personal favorite because hiring somebody to make one little fix to my website is a life crisis. I'd rather just do it myself <laughs> like yeah. everything else. So the web design classes um, have been fantastic, but there's tons of other topics of yeah. classes that you can take. I've been doing like some creative writing classes and that's just been super therapeutic and fun. It's awesome. Love learning. (laughs) I love learning too. I really do too. I'm such a nerd. I know. So whether you're returning to a longtime passion project, challenging yourself to get outside of your comfort zone, or simply trying something new, Skillshare has classes for you. It's kind of like, it just has more than what you ever know that you want. Yeah, there's literally thousands of classes you can take. It's so so cool. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Our listeners can get two months of Skillshare for free. That's That's crazy. Two months for free. You can't get two months of free college. You you can't can't. get two months of free anything. (laughs) So that's right. Skillshare is offering the WOMED listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash WOMED. Again, that's Skillshare.com slash WOMED to start your two months now. Yes. Last time, that's Skillshare.com slash WOMED for two months of free Skillshare classes. I think we should turn the table to some juicier things. Oh, gosh. Are you ready for that? We ready well, for that? I'm kind of curious, like... I'm just going to call a spade a spade. You're an incredibly beautiful person. Mm. Oh, my God. (laughs) But she's also incredibly smart. And I'm wondering, have you faced any challenges, like, from other doctors that you've worked with, nurses? Like, what's the... You could start from top to bottom on that. Oh, my gosh. What can I say about this? It's so... It's such an extensive topic. 
mm-hmm. that I've actually had with quite a few of my friends already, you know, who are also like just gorgeous people inside and out and just yeah. like so successful, so smart. Yeah, it's it's honestly pretty difficult. And, yeah. you know, I don't consider myself the prettiest or the smartest. Like I, I've never thought that about myself and definitely not the funniest. <laughs> just like I'm, I'm, I'm never the est, maybe right. the most awkward. Yeah. Well, we, we've talked about like when you were younger and stuff too, and, mm-hmm. and how you were like bullied and yeah, and self esteem so. issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I still struggle with that, but yeah. it's funny. Cause like these other, you know, everyone sees you differently from the outside. Mm-hmm. So yes, I understand that people, you know, view me that way. It's, been pretty difficult though because like people make assumptions about you Mm -hmm. you're either pretty or you're smart you can't be both Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know and this is the most non-narcissistic conversation I I just feel like like have you ever felt like shamed for like the way you chose I mean like if you put on makeup or something you know god forbid Mm -hmm. and went to work you know like oh yeah definitely like like oh why do you look so nice today and And then like, if you put on makeup and like you, you're feeling yourself, you know, curling, Mm -hmm. curling your hair, sometimes you just need a confidence boost in the morning. Yeah. And so like, you're feeling yourself and you go to work, like even your peers will be like, oh, like what, like what's the occasion? And they'll, they'll kind of like, it's like, you can't dress up and be a smart, like competent, competent person. Yeah. You can't be like, take care of yourself and yeah. And also take care of other people. Like Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're, you're dumb or you're a ditz or whatever else. And I actually get that a lot because I'm also a really bubbly person. Mm -hmm. And so people, which is what makes you so beautiful. I'm sorry. (laughs) But I break on everybody like that. (laughs) I know. I love you. You're so generous with compliments. And I think that's so important because she's a cheerleader. Yeah. Not a lot of people are, especially in medicine. (laughs) You really were. You actually were. Yeah. No, for real. Like for like six years, like in middle school through high school, like, oh my God, competed. And I wanted to do cheerleading, but my dad (laughs) wouldn't let me because he was like, guys run up behind cheerleaders and smack their butts. So you can't do that. Oh <laughs> and I was like, okay. I think that maybe happened like twice. In high school, but <laughs> Yeah. I, I feel like I'm the person that would run up behind you and smack your butt. You would. You would. <laughs> I totally yeah. do that. With like being an attractive woman who is in medicine and who is hopefully competent, <laughs> you get crap from both genders. And that's the worst part. Mm-hmm. is that like women will shame you too mm-hmm. because and like it, it's just the most ridiculous thing because they get it too so mm-hmm. I don't know like why they're adding into it but it's like like they will immediately treat you worse if you are an attractive mm-hmm. woman in medicine oh for sure like whether that be and especially like, on my very first rotation it was surgery my surgeon was a man and literally on my second day, he looks at me and he's like, I'm sorry for what you have to go through. And I said, what? Me being a naive third year, I had no experience with clinical rotations and I had no idea what he was talking about. And he says, as a female physician, you are going to face so much adversity mm-hmm. from other female physicians, not like not just from your male counterparts, mm-hmm. but from other female physicians and female nurses, mm-hmm. like they will treat you so differently from how they treat me. Yeah. And I looked mm-hmm. at him and I was like, what, why? Like, what are you talking about? Like, no way. But it's so true. Like it, mm-hmm. you just, it's just ridiculous that like, I think part of the reason why women are, um, you know, kind of oppressed Mm-hmm. in this society is that like men support men mm-hmm. yeah and women support men but men don't support women and women also don't support women right mm-hmm. and so it's like like why you know right we're like hit from both ends like there's yeah. just no solidarity there mm-hmm. and especially in medicine for some reason I don't get it well I feel like I mean, this is just like an outsider's perspective. You guys have had to 
prove your worth from day one. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's only been in the last like 50 years, really 50, 60 years that women have really been um, accepted into medical programs, mm-hmm. you know, in a yeah. medical school. Mm-hmm. And like you, you guys are just constantly fighting. Like you're constantly fighting each other to stand out to like mm-hmm. prove your worth. Yeah. And no, and that's a hundred percent it. But like from what I've seen and what I've come to realize is that when you are a woman alone at the top fighting for your place at the table, for your seat at the table mm-hmm. with other men and people are calling the men like Dr. Jones, Dr. whatever, and then they call you Madeline, you know? Yeah. Like that, mm-hmm. that's going to continue yeah. to happen until another woman is there supporting you. So that's yeah. what I don't get that. Like, why aren't women like supporting each other? Because when you make it to a place of power, it's really lonely at the top if you're not supported too. So mm-hmm. when I make it to a place of power, I want to pull up other women with me, not yeah. just for them, but for me too. Mm-hmm. Because when we support each other, we all win. And that's just something that I feel like is slowly starting to gain momentum. Yes. But it needs to be faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it also is very dependent on your, the environment where you work, the, uh, the hospital, who you're working with, the department, yeah. your specialty, mm-hmm. you know, like there are some specialties that are so much more female dominated mm-hmm. in medicine than not, you know, I look at where I work and there is one female cardiac surgeon who is a fellow doing her second fellowship. She is brilliant. What a like boss. when she walked through the doors. I was like, thank God, where have you been all of my life? <laughs> and she's incredible. And then I cornered her and got her life story and history. And she's a genius. MD, PhD, engineer first, you know, oh the whole God. bit wow. has done this her whole life wow. and is like so talented. And mm-hmm. I have thought to myself, what in the heck must it have been like to go through all of that? Mm-hmm. Alone? Like who were your friends? Yeah. You know, she, we never have them. They, like what they, was your support system? Exactly. Yeah. And, and then I, you know, that triggers my thoughts of my own mom, which mm-hmm. I've talked to you guys about mm-hmm. and how she was a tough, she's tough. My yeah. mom was tough yeah. Yeah. growing up and she was very absent. And it, and so much of it was because I think of the time that she became a doctor and went through residency and surgical residency and, and all those were different stuff. times. Totally like, different she times. She had it even like, worse. She had me and my brother and she could not take time off because of the crap that she would have gotten from her male colleagues, Mm -hmm. you know? So she had my brother in the middle of her residency and took, I think four weeks off with him, which was a lot. But by the time I came around, it was like two weeks or something ridiculous because she could not take time off. She like dropped us and like went back to work because it just wasn't possible. That's and not she, even enough time to like learn how to breathe again. No. Like, yeah. What even? No. My God. Yeah. So she chills. didn't go through like breastfeeding. You know, she did the best that she could, but yeah. like mm-hmm. there was no pumping. Like mm-hmm. hell no. Yeah. yeah. You think somebody is going to give my someone like my mom, like how a many times you have room to pump? At the hospital? Three times a day, whatever. Every three that hours? That did not exist at the time she was going through. So we've at least come a long way in that respect. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like- mm-hmm you're overcoming the personality, you know, of that has been developed in these female physicians along the way too. You know, Mm -hmm. my mom, she was tough. Like, I'm not sure, like if she had to mentor somebody, you know, today, I'm not sure she would be the easiest person to be with. So that all has to change and it takes so long to change culture. It takes time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm glad that it is. I definitely am glad that it is, but like we all have people that we can look up to and like thank them for going through that, you know, in medicine and nursing, Mm -hmm. you know, wherever we are. But, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it's really tough to have to constantly watch your appearance. Mm -hmm. I think I've experienced that too. For some reason, people think I'm a doctor and I think it's because I'm tall. I have masculine qualities to an extent. (laughs) When I say masculinity, I mean things that are associated with masculinity, Mm. like assertiveness, Mm -hmm. you know, that sort of thing. You walk in the room and people know that you're in there. Mm Exactly. And I think that those are things that 
that is the reason why people say, and I wear fake scrubs, which makes a difference, mm-hmm. by the way, because they're very you have, tailored. You have an unfuckable air. Like, don't <laughs> yeah. fuck with me. I know. I yeah. like, want to emulate you. Yeah. Like, I admire you but so much. But you know much, what, but- though? I shouldn't be, I, it shouldn't be assumed because of those qualities mm-hmm. that I am a physician and not a nurse. I'm a nurse. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be assumed when you walk in and you see D that she's a nurse because she's kind, caring, sweet, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. It's not that those shouldn't be assumptions. And mm-hmm. I think right. so now we have that dynamic as well, mm-hmm. where we have you sweet, kind, bubbly, beautiful Madeline, who's mm-hmm. small. They think I'm just a child and, and, or think <laughs> yeah. you're a nurse. And then they would assume that you're a nurse, but that mm-hmm. makes a lot of female physicians mad, mm-hmm. which makes nurses think, why are you so pissed that somebody's but calling you a nurse because I'm a nurse. Right. But, yeah. but people trigger each other. Yeah, and it's absolutely. not about that, it's, but they yeah. trigger each other. Mm-hmm. So it's We've like- We've been forced into a, a, a competition. Yeah. For, we, since, right. since we were it's, born. It's so ridiculous. Right. Like, yeah. And it's all bred just by like one little comment. Like you've yeah. even seen the fights on Instagram. It's, like, I mean, what, like, yeah. why oh my is God. it so bad that I'm great, you know? Yes, like, it's so dumb. It is. It's so dumb. And it's that culture of like men supporting other men. Like go, bro. Yeah, you're you're awesome, or right. whatever. And, they can, and like, women supporting men, and then like, <laughs> women are just like over here, like fighting for scraps. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, like I had a preceptor who was a woman, and mm-hmm. we were on a team um, of also other female medical students. We went into a room, and the patient was an older woman, and she goes. Oh, a whole team of female doctors. Mm -hmm. That's just amazing. Y'all are doing so well, blah, blah, blah. And then the, my preceptor who I didn't even realize was like, you know, like female power like that, you know, she, she's like, so she's so sweet and so awesome. But she, she goes, yeah, that's right. Of course we're good because we have to be at least twice as good as our male counterparts <laughs> so to even be considered yes. on the same yeah. plane. Yes. Yes. And I like looked at her and I was like, oh my God. you know, that meme where like the girls like, you're like, yeah, her, you got like, my heart and like <laughs> pumping the air. Yeah. Like that was, and that's so true, you know, mm-hmm. like not just be considered on the same level as our male counterparts by other men, but also mm-hmm. by other women. Yeah. You you're have right. to fight twice as hard. Mm-hmm. It feels just to, to say one more thing about where, when, whenever you walked into the patient's room and stuff, mm-hmm. I had a moment at work a few weeks ago with this female CT surgeon who I'm weirdly obsessed with. <laughs> I and, love her uh, already. <laughs> and uh, my favorite female attending that I work with, who is a goddess queen, whatever, from Canada, who's triple board <laughs> certified wow. cardiology, <laughs> internal medicine, and intensive care, oh and just and, and an exceptional human being gorgeous, smart. I I could go down. I will stop talking about her. But anyway, (laughs) somebody coded. Um, They were on ECMO, open chest. So Mm -hmm. I come over, you know, and my job as a nurse practitioner is different in this type of environment than it was as a bedside Mm -hmm. nurse. But I look over and there's the female CT surgeon in the chest doing cardiac massage, the female, you know, triple board certified attending, running the code, me doing my thing, which is mostly like, directing people, ordering blood, making sure communication, you know, making sure getting the right people in the code, whatever, female respiratory therapy, female pharmacist going through the drug box, passing drugs. It was like the most beautiful moment. And we were all controlled, you know, like when you have a Mm -hmm. perfect code and everything's controlled and the flow is right. And we're all valuing each other and whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was Mm -hmm. like the most amazing thing. And I'm not going to say you know, I'm not biased. We all, we're talking about females here. We all love our male colleagues as oh, well. Yeah. Like yeah. we appreciate them and stuff. But it was a moment where I was like, this is just going so well. Mm-hmm. If this, if we could have this mutual respect for each other mm-hmm. all at the same time, all the time, this world would be unreal. Yeah. Like the people in the room were just respecting each other's talents so much. And the, the attending that I love that was running the code was basically like, do you have anything to add? Do you have anything to add? You know, the mm-hmm. way that it was going wow. was just extraordinary. I had never yeah. seen anything like it before. So yeah. it was a moment where I was just like, I'm so proud. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so proud That's of amazing. these people in here. They're so brilliant. And I can't imagine this existing in any better way. You know, so I feel like that's a fake story, <laughs> right? <laughs> because that's just like, that's a dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so, a dream. I'd never seen it happen before. That's amazing. But it was all of us. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I'm proud great. of you. I know. Yeah. I just I like, love I, I love it when things turn out that way. So yeah. it was a real moment. And I think, I really do think it's changing. And I think the beautiful thing about all of these Instagram platforms was say what you want about them mm-hmm. is that that's what's accessible. Yes. That's the thing to do. That's so if you have five, 10, 20, a hundred thousand followers on Instagram and you are a medical student, a resident, you know, an attending, whatever people are looking at you, yeah. whether, whether they, whether when I say they hospital administration wants people to look at you or not, that's what people are looking at. Yes. So it's accessible and what you say and do and how you're, pre- how you present yourself matters. Mm-hmm. If you want to present yourself as a human being, a normal human being with struggles and whatever that matters, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I think that it's great to be able to relate to each other in that fashion because maybe we'll, we'll, we'll stop being so mean to each other, yeah. you know, eventually, I like, I think it's going to have something to do with it, mm-hmm. you know? So if you have a platform and I always say, whether you like the word influencer or not, you have influence. Mm-hmm. If yes. you're putting your life out there, you have influence. People are looking at you. So mm-hmm. if this is the way that things could change, I mean, mm-hmm. that would be wonderful. That honestly. would be. So- and yeah. honestly, like that was part of my goal. And like, it kind of just fell into my lap, this whole medical blogging thing. But like, that's one of my goals is mm-hmm. to connect with people and mm-hmm. make people feel a little bit more seen and like normalize these Mm -hmm. things in medicine, like vulnerability and women empowerment, Mm -hmm. things that should be normal, but they're not, they're, they're stigmatized. They are stigmatized. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know, like I've got a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's all that this platform is about is reaching out to people because I have had moments where I've felt so unseen and just so like lost and broken and alone Mm -hmm. and to like my whole goal in life is to be someone who others can like lie on yeah yeah yeah. and talk to and Mm -hmm. to help people help others achieve their their potential. Yeah, exactly. And people need that mm-hmm. more yeah. than ever. Yeah. yeah. And so this platform is, I don't know, it's provided some really incredible opportunities to do that just from the mm-hmm. DMs that I've gotten about, hey, like I've really been struggling with this and reading your post made me feel so much better and shifted my perspective. I live for those. Yeah. And I read every single one and I respond to them and I just, like that's the reason that like I'm on Instagram and honestly mm-hmm. one of the, the, my biggest purposes in life. So I've yeah. met the probably the most amazing females that are my friends mm-hmm. that are in medicine. I've met on Instagram. Yeah. Sounds wild. I mean, with the exception <laughs> of a few that I just mentioned, you know, but it's like yeah. amazing how many friends you can have. Like, mm-hmm. like, doctor friends, nurse friends, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. That's what our podcast is all about. Yeah. Honestly. So, I mean, when you are open with your life, it, you're inviting criticism you are. as well. And that is really hard to come to terms with because I have people that don't even know me mm-hmm. that hate me. And I'm like, you like, you've never how? met me. You've never yeah. met what me. What do you even know? And even on like, a rotation recently, actually, like yeah. this resident hated me before she even met me. And I knew it was because of Instagram, because that's the only other way that mm-hmm. she might've, you know, mm-hmm. known me. And it's just like, I don't know. It's really hard. Yeah. It's super hard. Yeah. You're, and when you put your life out there, your head's on the chopping block, no mm-hmm. matter what. I've mm-hmm. experienced that too. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I would do. I don't know. If, I don't know what I would do if I had to apply for another job. I don't know if I'd make my account private. I don't know what I would do. Yeah. Honestly, but it's a factor for sure. Yeah. Well, I considered that as well um, in this interview process, this residency process. But do they ask that you disclose like any social platforms that you have? Mm -mm, No, but it's part of me. It's who I am. And I, that's like, that would be my worst nightmare to have to pretend to be something that I'm not. Like Mm -hmm. that's one of my... Yeah, that's one of my greatest values in life is authenticity. And this is part of who I am. And I don't know, I'm not ashamed of it. So 
Take it or leave it. (laughs) Take it or leave it. I hope I hope they take another t shirt for us. Yeah. Well, here we are. (laughs) Well, here we are and take it or leave it. (laughs) Please, please take me because I need a job. (laughs) I need to get into residency. So please take me. Don't leave it. (laughs) Going back to the DO thing. Is the extra OMM training mm-hmm. the only really difference like with medical school? I mean, besides like the like more holistic approach, like you still have to like mm-hmm. you have to do all the same clinical rotations. Do you yeah. have to do an intern fellowship? Yeah. Like and we yeah, it's all the same. Oh, oh, there is one difference. We do still take separate board exams. So oh, yeah, okay. allopaths take the USMLE step mm-hmm. exams. And osteopaths take the um, complex level exams. Mm-hmm. So like um, step or level one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, mo- now that the residencies are merged, like we all apply under the same residency application now. So most of us DOs train together? Yeah, we all train together. Okay. And it, we've trained together for a long time in most mm-hmm. specialties. Okay. Um. I just have no idea. I'm like, I'm learning so much. I yeah. And I feel like difference, period. <laughs> and we do the same residencies. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like there's going to be listeners that are like, wait, like I've been like thinking about both options or, yeah. you know, didn't know. And, you know, yeah. I, I think this is going to be great. Like I like walk me through. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. it, it can be yeah. a little confusing. Honestly, yeah. I was a little confused too. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, at my school anyways, pretty much all of us take both exams. So that mm-hmm. is a downside to being um, a DO, especially, well, yeah, because I'm going into a competitive specialty, mm-hmm. I have to take both exams essentially. Yeah. And so that's an extra like $2,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. There, each wow. exam is like $2,000. So like for step one, um, obvious, I had to take step one and complex one mm-hmm. for step two. I had to take step two and complex two and complex PE, which is like the physical exam portion of the board oh, exams. Right. Wow. Uh-huh. And then for step three, luckily I, I only have to take one, but yeah, so it's, it's kind of annoying that we have to take two exams, but I don't know. It's just part of the, and each exam is like eight, nine hours. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's I've awesome. never been so like mentally, emotionally and physically drained than I was after like taking step one and complex mm-hmm. one, it was, oh God, such a terrible it's time. Terrible. I lost like so much weight. I was a walking skeleton. It yeah. just, it was awful, an awful time in my life, but it's over. We're good. <laughs> We're good we survived. We all survived. Yeah. So you're fresh. You're, you are looking at a residency like very yeah. soon. Yeah. I mean, what do you, what do you think about like where do you where this is pre- preparing you for your interviews like where do you see yourself in 10 years like what's your dream yeah do you ever it's, look ahead like that uh, or think ahead honestly I try more to live in the moment mm-hmm. but you're very good at that thank I will you say. thank you I try but I mean so normally people answer that question with you know their career goals but I'm more of a type of person where like if you were to ask me that, my only goal would be to be a good person mm-hmm. and to like impact people in a positive way. That's like all I want mm-hmm. out of life. And, mm-hmm. you know, being a physician is going to be one of my greatest means in doing that. Mm-hmm. But just like overall, I just want to be a good person who like who heals people, whether mm-hmm. that be through medicine mm-hmm. or whether that be healing their souls. I just... That's a just great through, answer. Like, connection. Yeah. 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 That's a great answer because Thank if you're you. a good person, then everything else just falls into line. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just really wish everyone could meet you in person. <laughs> They'd be like, she's a weirdo. <laughs> Weird is good. Weird is good. My dad yes. always says that. Weird yeah. is good. Weird Normal is great. Is boring. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you <laughs> because you're just, God bless America. You are such a special person. Best energy. I, yeah, you're going to do really good things in this world. 
I can't wait and to I, check in with you in like yeah. <laughs> mid residence. Actually, we'll skip intern year. Yeah, skip intern we'll year. We'll come in maybe like third year residency and yeah. be like, how are things going? How are you <laughs> yeah, feeling? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 How are things? I will probably be like a zombie in intern year. I'm so scared for it, but it, it'll be a good time. Hopefully. Good. <laughs> well, what ways do you think so we're big on like self-care on this mm-hmm. podcast too? How are you going to practice self-care during those times? Oh gosh. I can't even imagine. I hear such horror stories about intern year. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause you are someone that just like gives and gives and gives. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, I think me giving sometimes can be a distraction mm-hmm. from like me facing my own internal conflicts. Yeah. But so I don't for- want you to empty out. <laughs> well, yeah, you're so right. And I do that a lot. Ideally, I'd like to um, continue to go to workout classes mm-hmm. and continue to make time for my loved ones because like my loved ones are my number, like you guys, my family, mm-hmm. just even talk like texting y'all is like my number one way to like check in with myself. Mm-hmm. And Good. Yeah. So I'm going to try and make an effort to do that. Um, but I've heard such terrible things about intern year. I'm really really nervous about like not being able to do that. Yeah. But I'll try. Yeah. I'm going to try my best. Good. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. Make sure you will too. She's in my personal space. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll invade your space. Yes. (laughs) Are you taking care of yourself? Oh my gosh. And I'm so bad at that. Like I forget to drink water. Mm -hmm. I will forget to eat. Like it, there have been times when I've been so hypocalcemic because of like, because I've been so like dehydrated. It's a whole like biochem thing. It's really, but anyways, I'm like so hypocalcemic that like I will go into like, like my muscles will spasm and like I'll get anxiety and like, I'll like get all numb and like hyperventilating. Yeah, I know it's, it's bad, but it's because I will forget to take care of myself and like forget to eat and drink and all in the name of medicine and taking care of others. Yeah. Full of bleeding hearts. We are. That's right. We sure are. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're learning. We're learning. We're all learning yeah. together. Yeah. Yes. Here we yeah. are. Yeah. Starting the movement. Yeah. You know, I'm like thinking through this and wondering, I guess I'm wondering if like through medical school, if there were like any defining moments to you that maybe change your perspective on things or when you realize like shit is real, mm-hmm. basically, you know, cause I, you go from undergrad to medical school, your head is in the books the whole time. And I think this happens to a lot of doctors, residents, whatever. And real life can hit you super hard, like yeah. super fast. So I'm wondering if there were any moments with that. Maybe someone said something to you. Maybe you had your first rotations in the hospital and you were like, holy shit, like what is this place? Yeah. If there was anything like that that ever happened. Are you doing the right thing? Yeah. yeah. There was one moment in particular that comes to mind. It was on my family medicine rotation. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. My preceptor is amazing. He graduated summa cum laude from Harvard. Oh geez. And then went to Harvard medical school, also graduating at the top of his class and goes into family medicine, Wow. which, you know, like, you know, people, it's not sexy. It's it's not sexy. No, it's and like, not sexy. <laughs> no, it's not. And most people who graduate at the top of their class end up going into specialties mm-hmm. that, you, you know, like mm-hmm. gastroenterology, yeah. facial plastics, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Nobody wants to like go into family medicine mm-hmm. and he goes into family medicine. But not only that, he is in family medicine at a clinic for the homeless. Oh, that's wonderful. He's that's just awesome. an amazing human and mm-hmm. so, so smart. So I'm rotating with him. And of course, like I, I've lived such a blessed life. Like my parents really provided the best for me. I did mm-hmm. not, I was comfortable. I was mm-hmm. a, yeah. a comfortable person. And so working with the homeless populations, you know, like I've, I've done soup kitchens and stuff, but I've never really been like up close and personal, like Mm -hmm. in there with Mm -hmm. the homeless population, you know? And like a lot of the times of me, like volunteering in the past with the homeless, like back in high school, 
personally, I would say was just to feed my ego Mm -hmm. in some way, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, I feel good about myself. Like I helped. I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing the right thing. And, but you know, there was also sort of like a complex with that, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm feeling good about myself because Mm -hmm. like, I'm such a good person. Yeah. And like, (laughs) basically I promise I'm a little bit more humble than I'm coming off yeah. right now. Like, I know lots of people do that. They no. just don't admit it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're actually very... admitting it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So I'm working in this clinic with this amazing preceptor and homeless people are not like, they don't have nail clippers. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, you're not allowed to bring nail clippers into the shelters because it's, it can a be weapon. considered a weapon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people who suffer from homelessness have, overgrown toenails mm-hmm. like way overgrown be- to the point where like they're cutting their own skin mm-hmm. yeah and like they have onychomycosis which is a fungal infection of the toenails and mm-hmm. it just gets like really really bad and yeah you know just really bad pathology in that population mm-hmm. and so we go into this into this room and it was like my second week on family medicine and he you know, like we take, we talk with his patient and we figure out why he's here. We take a look at his toenails and we're like, okay, yeah, we'll cut those for you. And, you know, and on every other rotation, it's been like, okay, like have a nurse or an MA go and cut Mm -hmm. the toenails. And I was like, okay, great. Like, and, um, the encounter ends and I'm prepared to like walk out with my preceptor. And he's like, here, Madeline, why don't you cut his toenails for him? And I was like, (gasps) <gasps> me? <laughs> I'm like I do not like feet like I just yeah. don't like feet <laughs> and so and this man's toenails are like way overgrown like fungal infection one of the worst fungal infections I've ever seen oh, man, that it, oh that poor guy yeah Ugh. the poor man like it was so so bad yeah and I was like okay yeah you know, I put my poker face on. This. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got this. And I take out the toenail clippers, which lit- they're like the largest toenail clippers I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I get going at it. I get hacking away. And, you know, I'm a little person. And so it took all the strength in me oh to like goodness. cut these toenails. It was so, so bad. And they were like flying into my face, <laughs> flying into my hair. Like, yeah. And the whole time, Well, at first I was like, oh God, like this is disgusting. But then like afterwards I was like, while I was cutting these toenails and it was just hitting my face and hitting my hair, I was reminded of the whole reason I went into medicine in the first place. Mm -hmm. The whole like purpose of being a physician, a doctor Mm -hmm. is to serve, to teach. And that like... I was reminded of my humility, you Mm -hmm. know, no matter how much education I get, Mm -hmm. how much quote unquote prestige I will get or how much money I make. The core purpose of my life is to serve others. Mm -hmm. And that means getting down on my knees, cutting people's toenails Mm-hmm. even though it's like flying into my mouth, you know, yeah. like, and, Damn. and it was just the most profound moment for me that I hope I will always carry with me because yeah. I never want to forget that ever, you know, yeah. like the purpose of a physician is to serve others, to mm-hmm. heal, to take care of, to teach. Yeah. And he reminded me of that, not just in that encounter, but just mm-hmm. as a person as a whole, like he's yeah. just, he was just incredible. And I'm so thankful for that experience. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird well, experience to be thankful for. No, it for. makes no. complete sense. Yeah. <laughs> it makes complete sense. In a weird way, you're like reconnecting not only with your own humanity, but with his. Like something mm-hmm. so simple like that. Like mm-hmm. feeling like your, your feet are clean mm-hmm. and cared for. Yeah. And he was so grateful. And he kept saying sorry. And I was like, you have nothing to be sorry for. Yeah. This is my job, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and yeah, like. I mean, it also gave me a lot of appreciation for the nursing profession as well. I was like, y'all do this stuff every day. Shoot, in my prime, I didn't even blink an eye at that stuff. No, I no, I just you don't even like feel it anymore. You do no. it so much, but that's yeah. cool. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, it's it's amazing. It's very, very humbling if you allow it to be. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. like you can walk out of encounters like that and just be like jaded and grossed out. And, you know, like I started out that way. Like I started out like super grossed out, but like as I was doing it, it that's the important part, I think, of mm-hmm. this journey. The only way to survive without becoming calloused is to take every experience as a lesson and like mm-hmm. ask yourself, what can I learn from this? What is this teaching me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's a beautiful exactly. takeaway. Exactly. That's why I love her. <laughs> well, thank you, Madeline, for coming on the WOMED. Yeah. Thank this you for FIGS having immersion me. has just been very personal. It's very nice to see everyone and yeah, reconnect um, with record in person. Know. Yeah. And um, thank you for sharing, you know, a little about the medical school journey and women in medicine. And mm-hmm. I'm sure lots of people will relate. Yeah. I know I did. There are a lot of good takeaways in this episode. Mm-hmm. We should do a bullet point list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of good takeaways for yeah. sure. Well, thank you all for having me. Like, I just love talking to you both. Y'all know this. Yes. I talk your your ears off like um, all the time. <laughs> where can our listeners find you on Instagram, blog, whatever you want to share? Uh, on Instagram, I am under the handle The Mad Musings. I don't know how I came up with that, honestly, but yeah, that's good. You can find yeah. me there. All right. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. And send me any DMs if, you know, y'all just want to talk um, or like share your stories. I love when people share their stories with me. It's like I yeah. live for that stuff. It's the best. Yeah. yeah. As always, you can find us at The WOMED on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, the WOMED podcast is on iTunes, wherever you get your podcast, mm-hmm. Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, please rate subscribe review all the good time all the good things we both really really appreciate it we do we love our womed followers and listeners we've actually had a lot of the guys here yeah the guys here listen to it too (laughs) yeah thank you for being like thank you thank you for being a really woke male (laughs) i really appreciate you you. (laughs) yeah they're amazing honestly and you guys are amazing thank you and i'm just happy to squeeze y'all all all the time (laughs) (laughs) oh god this is just a love fest in here and that is a that's a damn good note to go out on it is all right thank you everyone thank you see you next time womed out